Can I tell you a secret? I am fascinated by style influencers. And I'm not talking about just the big creators on Instagram with millions and millions of followers. That's like a whole other thing. What I am fascinated by are the everyday women who show us their outfits and give us daily real life style inspiration. I have so many questions like, are you camera ready all the time? How often do you shop? How big is your wardrobe? Where are you going that you look great all the time? Where did everyone get the same rug? Is there an influencer decor store? So many questions. So to satisfy my curiosity and understand what the life of an influencer looks like, today's guest is one of my personal favorite real-life everyday style influencers for women over 40. I am so excited to share our conversation with you. So let's get into it. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, the show that gives real-life style advice to real-life women. If you're new here, welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey-Mary. I am a wardrobe stylist who's been dressing everyday women for over 20 years, and I'm also the founder of Everyday Style, where we're on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give you the tools to make getting dressed easy. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. I love that we get to hang out together like this. We're continuing our summer interview series this week with JoLynn Shane, who is a style influencer. By the way, we both hate that word, but it fits, right? I've been following her for a while. And if you're a woman over 40 who's looking for real life style inspo, you should be following her too. Before we get to that, though, I was hanging out in the Style Circle member community, and there are just so many great comments and conversations happening in there all the time, sharing the wins that our members are having. And I just wanted to share one with you today. Maybe I'll make this a regular thing. I don't know. We'll see. This one is from Kate, who said, hey, everyone, is anyone else feeling like shopping with an actual style plan is so much fun? I've realized I've spent my entire life in the abyss of buying random separates, but never feeling like I had anything to put together. I've had to go off grid slightly as I'm trying to avoid lots of the shipping charges from the US to the UK, but I have found some pieces that I adore. I'm absolutely addicted to this process now. I love this comment because first of all, I just adore our global community. We've got women from all over the globe, but I also love it because Kate summed it up perfectly when she said the abyss of buying random separates, but never feeling like she had anything to put together. I know so many women struggle with that. And I'll tell you, buying one-off random things is the best way to find yourself with a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. So Kate, I am thrilled that you found a better way to build your wardrobe and thank you for being a part of our community and for sharing your kind words. Okay, I have talked a lot on this show about the difference between stylists and influencers. And I think there's a really important distinction, but I also think both jobs are important parts of getting a good style education on the internet. For me, the difference is that wardrobe stylists are usually more concerned with educating a broader group of people, or like I like to say, stylists are more concerned about what you're wearing, whereas influencers are focused on showing their personal style and inspiring you that way. They're focused on what they wear. Neither is wrong. They're just different. And one reason I wanted to do this episode is to highlight how hard influencers work. It isn't just, hey, I look cute. Let me post a quick pic on Instagram. There is so much planning and preparation and posting and promoting and shopping and styling that goes into it. So if you're ever thinking, why doesn't Jennifer share her outfits on Instagram every day? That'd be great. It's just because that's not really my focus. Also, I don't have the right rug. And now that I've said that, you're all going to see it, right? I don't have the Pinterest worthy wall to stand in front of. And Really, doing what I do as a stylist and a digital creator, that's a full-time job. And doing what they do, sharing inspiration, creating content, that is also a full-time job. It would be really, really difficult to do both well. So my advice is to follow influencers for inspiration and ideas and follow stylists to learn how to make it work for you. 
So I invited JoLynn to come on the show today, and I had such a good time talking to her about how she got started, what her day is like as a creator. We talked about some of the brands and stores and pieces that she just loves. And I loved our discussion about Pinterest. We had a little conversation about what is going on with Pinterest. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head over to Pinterest and try to find some good current outfit inspiration there. It's gotten really difficult. And this is a topic that's come up with lots of our Style Circle members. We're all like, where did the cute outfits go? That used to be our go-to place. And lately it just has felt like Pinterest isn't what it used to be. And I'm so happy that JoLynn was able to shed some light on what is up with that and what should we do instead? So if you have been missing clothing conversations during our summer interview series, this one is for you, my babies. We're talking all things clothes. So let's meet today's guest. JoLynn Shane is a wife and mom of three who has been blogging since 2006. What started as a mommy blog has evolved into an everyday style destination for women over 40. She shares the latest fashion trends, wearable outfits, and practical style tips five days a week on JoLynnShane.com. JoLynn, welcome to the Everyday Style School. Hey, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. I am so fascinated to talk to you because... I'm fascinated by influencers. To me, it's such a different thing than what I do. And I am just so impressed that that you're always like camera ready and in cute outfits all the time, ready to go places, which I'll be really honest, I am not. I am absolutely not. So I really want to dive into, first of all, your life as an influencer. And then I kind of want to talk about some of your thoughts on style. How does that sound? Sounds great. So Kick it off and share how you got started doing this. Oh, uh, it was a long time ago. It was uh, 2006. So it was back in the age of the mommy blogger. <laughs> and I just jumped in, thought it'd be fun to share my life and our you know, stories, little anecdotes, what the kids were up to. I had three young kids at home. I had just moved to a new area. And I really just only thought my mom would ever read it. you know. But I did find a really great community of women and, and other, we didn't, call ourselves influencers back in the day. In fact, we probably don't now either, but uh, that mommy blogging community was really fun and supportive. And then everything just kind of evolved from there. Yes. I hate the term influencer. I, I really, I, it's such a yucky word and I don't know why are we using this? I have no idea, but it doesn't like blogger doesn't really fit anymore, even though you still do have a blog, right? Oh, definitely. And I do consider, I mean, it's the, at the heart of it all. Like if I have to label what I do, I say fashion blogger. Because the blog's always been my, you know, my home base, my bread and butter. It's where I started. And it's still to this day, like where I put the most of my time and energy. All right. I'm going to come back to that because I'm very, very curious about like your traffic and where are people finding you and all that good stuff. But I want to ask, when did it shift from your family to your style? It was really gradual, but I did pretty early on. There was a group of us, we would call it Fashion Friday, and we would just talk about what we were finding, it was more just sharing pictures of you know, pieces we found at the mall or, you know, we could link to them online, but there was no monetizing. It wasn't like, I mean, I don't remember when affiliate linking became a thing, but it was even before that, I believe. And we would just kind of get together. And again, it was more like our audience at that time was still other bloggers. You know, the general person that I met on the street didn't even know what a blog was. And I would never talk about it in real life. In fact, I always was embarrassed if somebody I knew would bring it up and you know, be like, Jalyn has a blog. And I'd be like, oh, goodness, what's, I don't want to talk about this because nobody understands. That's kind of how I feel when someone's like, oh, you have a podcast? And I feel like we've crossed over in this podcast world. Like, yes, everyone has a podcast. And I want to be like, but no, like, no, I, no, I have an audience and, and people listen to it. I promise. Like, I'm not just alone in my basement. <laughs> Although, no, I'm still alone in my office. But well, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of has that same same thing. Um, but when you started, if you weren't making money through affiliate links, which is how all influencers make money now, how were you making money on it? Well, there was no money being made at first. I mean, it so was, it was just, just for the complete love. hobby. It was hobby. Um, and I, but it does, I mean, thinking back when we started, well, I mean, first it started with free stuff. So basically companies started to realize we had this network online and they wanted a part of it. So they would just offer to send you something free. And back then we were so excited to get, you know, I mean, it could be like a $10 item. We'd be like, woohoo, free. And then, you know, it would be like a baby stroller or something really, you know, 
pretty yeah. significant. And we were like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. People want to you know, give us stuff. And then it got to the point that it was like, wait, we don't do this for free. We, <laughs> we get paid. This is our business. So somewhere along the way that kind of like, you know, evolved, but there was really, it was just a hobby. And then it was sort of like, oh, this is fun. I'll get, you know, freebies here and there and talk about what I like. And then it started to become more about campaigns and they would want to hire you to, um, you know, with a theme in mind or you know, like the sponsored posts of today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I would say, I mean, I, I lose track of time, but I would say by like 2007 or eight, there was actually some income coming in. And then at some point we, I got on with reward style, but that was, yeah, it's all, all the years are all blurring in my head, but that was kind of the first way that I started any kind of significant um, affiliate marketing was through reward style. And then that was, you know, again, fashion was sort of like a part of the blog, but it wasn't the focus of the blog at that point. Did you find that women really responded to the Fashion Fridays a lot? Or how did you make the decision to lean more into that? That was part of it. And um, and we, it was like a carnival. So we would like invite other people to, to join in and they would link up their posts and then we'd go visit their posts and comment. And it was just sort of this you know, reciprocal thing. And that's really one way my blog grew because people came for that. And then, you know, the whole idea was if you link up with Fashion Friday, you need to share that link with your readers in the post that you're linking up. So it was a way for everybody to get more exposure and, and grow their audience. Interesting. So you still consider yourself a fashion blogger, not an influencer. We'll stop using that word. But... <laughs> I feel like the landscape has changed a lot. And maybe this is just me looking from the outside in where I feel like it's all about the Instagram and the social and all of that kind of stuff. And the blog sort of supports it versus the blog being the thing. And then social media is kind of supporting that. Cause I see a lot of influencers who don't really even have websites. Like it's, they just post stuff on on Instagram, I'm on Instagram mostly, but some of them are on TikTok, whatever. But I've even seen like Pinterest not be such a thing lately. Can you share, I mean, right. do I have the wrong perspective on it or is the blogging thing still the thing? I think it just depends on your business model. So people who have come into the space later, a lot of them started with Instagram. I was blogging before there was Instagram. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember before, there was no Pinterest, there was no Instagram. I think Facebook was a thing and, you know, we, I probably joined that around the same time I, I started my blog. I remember when Twitter started and I was a big influencer on Twitter. There's that word again. Yeah. Um, back in the day, I had a pretty big Twitter following and I, um, I would write posts about how to use it and things like that. So like, I remember when all of those things slowly like came onto the scene. So to me, they've always been supporting my blog, but then nowadays, a lot of women just start out on Instagram and then they end up starting a blog because of Instagram takes off and they want, you know, something that's their own, that they own. But, um, so it really just depends. There are definitely women who their bread and butter is Facebook. They've made a huge community there and some that it's, it's Instagram. And then a lot of us think more of the old school bloggers, <laughs> you know, our blog kind of, you know, it, like I have a, a community aspect to my blog. Like my comment section is a huge community of conversation and, you know, people get, kind of get to know each other but I think that's, I think it's kind of the, the older generation <laughs> that uses yeah. blogs in that way. So one thing that we have been noticing in our Style Circle member community is that Pinterest is kind of worthless lately. And it's like you go to look for outfit ideas for summer and everything looks really dated. It's, it's you know, it's going to be people in skinny jeans and a long cami under a t-shirt and an infinity <laughs> scarf. And there's probably knee high riding please boots involved. Get inspired by that. Yeah. Please don't get inspired by that. We have moved on ladies. We have moved on, yeah. but it's been really hard. And I use Pinterest a lot. I pull inspiration for our capsules. I like to show women I like to show our women how the outfits look on real people, right? Rather than just like store websites. If we put together a crazy color combination, I like to go to Pinterest and I find real people wearing it. Like, no, look, she's a woman of a certain age or a certain size or whatever, and she can do it. You can too. Lately though, I mean, pulling these few pictures has been an all day affair because you just can't find anything. 
do you have any thoughts on why that is? Well, they changed the algorithm a few, I guess, years ago at this point, because um, Pinterest used to be a huge traffic driver for me. Yeah. Um, maybe like even better than Google. Between It was always between Pinterest and Google. And and I enjoyed using it myself. But ever since they changed the algorithm, and it it's like they don't want to send people off of Pinterest. So if you're creating that kind of content, it doesn't show up in the searches. So everything that sends me traffic from Pinterest these days is like five years old. Yeah, old stuff. <laughs> Old stuff. Well, and I also wondered, is that partly because of influencers maybe wearing the newer trends, they don't have blogs to pin from or to lead back to. So it's just kind of, we're not putting up as much content. I don't, I don't know. But ladies, if you're like, I can't find things on Pinterest, you're not alone and you're not wrong. I mean, you're not crazy. It has, it has really changed. Those of us who used it as a marketing tool, pretty much gave up. I mean, I used to pay somebody to do my Pinterest for me and she had a whole strategy and it was effective and it was worth me paying her like a monthly stipend and it wasn't cheap. <laughs> and eventually I just told her, I'm like, I can't, I need to allocate this, these funds elsewhere because yep. this is just not working for me. So even those of us who were using it definitely found that it wasn't, you know, giving us the same results. So I think people kind of, those who were using it and enjoyed it kind of gave up. And then I think you're, you have a good point about the people that are new now, um, if they don't have a blog to pin from, then they, they can't really benefit from it either. So yeah, they're not using it. Huh? Pinterest mystery solved everyone. And again, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. So no, you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your, your life, your schedule as a fashion blogger. We won't call you an influencer. <laughs> Do you shop constantly? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, there are boxes on my doorstep every single day. I'm sure the postman thinks that I have some kind of terrible shopping addiction and my husband is, you know, paying for it, <laughs> which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, it's all me, guys. It's all me. So, <laughs> and I get comments like that sometimes too. And I'm like, if, if I spent that kind of money, my husband would blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, well, my husband doesn't really care because he doesn't see it. But, <laughs> um, but no, I do. I shop constantly. And are you always camera ready or do you have like days where you take pictures and you make an effort and you, you know, put yourself together a little, a little extra and you'd like bang out a whole bunch of outfits or how do you, how do, what do you do? How does that work? Yeah, I definitely am not camera ready every day. I mean, there are days when I, there are weeks when I don't go on Instagram stories for, <laughs> because I just don't want to be seen in my current state of affairs. So no, I do not. I mean, I would love to be that person. And, you know, I think that's a great goal, but there are just a lot of days when I have too many other things to do. And I, I resent that hour in the bathroom sometimes, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, even today I was kind of running around and running shorts in the tank top and, you know, I did throw in some makeup, but, um, you know, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a day that I, I really want to be, you know, taking photographs, but so I, I don't really have a schedule. I just, it's sort of like whatever's most urgent, but I definitely shoot outfits like in batches because I meet with a photographer and I bring a car full of outfits. And like yesterday I met her because I shopped at Nordstrom anniversary sale, of course, on Tuesday, which I realized by the time this comes out, that will be, It'll um, be over. a little further yeah. in the history. But that's happening this week. So I shopped that on, on uh, Tuesday. And then I met with my photographer yesterday, Wednesday. And I just brought a car full of stuff. And I think I think we shot 12, 12 15 outfits. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, well, let's talk anniversary sale for a minute. Because I now hate the anniversary sale. I used to love the anniversary sale and I used to a few years ago, I think oh, when I started my business, I've been doing this 11 years. So probably starting, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, I used to do in my group these like long in-depth posts with all of my picks in this category and that category and blah, blah, blah. And now the way they have changed the end sale by the time the regular person gets to shop it, everything is gone. And I feel like it just took all the fun out of it. I mean, so they have, I mean, I don't even know how many days of early access they have this year, but last week or last year, it was like two weeks of early access, depending on how much you spend at Nordstrom when you get to shop, right? So it's either two days before the sale up to two weeks before the sale. 
But by the time everyone gets to shop, it's like there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Yeah. And I feel like there haven't been as many interesting picks in the last couple of years. Yeah, I feel like it kind of ebbs and flows. And of course, COVID was a crazy time. Uh, I feel like last year was a really, really good year. I feel like they they kind of got their act together after a few years of things selling out too fast or their websites crashing or big mistakes. And, and, and then everybody was kind of getting back out in the world and we were ready to you know, kick all of the athleisure to the curb. So there was all these new styles and it was fun. I felt like last year was like one of the, the best years yet. And, and there was some stuff left. Like they, if, I don't know if they did a better job or if it was, I, I don't know. I don't understand how the back end of retail works. Yeah. And then this year, like I, I always go in and I try to, I try to put outfits together because I'm going to be photographing them and I'm not going to go to my basement and pull out my winter clothes in July. I want to shop from the sale and be able to put complete outfits together and show, you know, my audience, you know, potentially, you know, what they could do with, you know, with what's in the sale. And this year it's just strange to me because I don't think anything goes together. Um, Mm -hmm. I found some great pieces, but when I went to put them together, I really was struggling. So it's just, it is interesting, but, and it's definitely changed. They definitely they shortened the early access period considerably this year. They shortened it a little bit last year, a little bit better than it was the year before that. This year they had one day for icons, one day for ambassadors, one day in, for influencer status, and then it opens to the public on the sixteenth. So it started on the eleventh. The public sale starts the sixteenth, and then that goes into like August sixth, I believe. So this is all from memory, but I'm pretty sure that's true. So I think that's going to be better, but still today, it, today's the day it went up for influencer level and I've gotten tons of emails from people and their whole wish list was gone, you know, yeah. as, as far as being sold out, I mean. And then of course, they're going to get tons of returns because people buy multiple sizes and they buy way more than they intend to keep. So then it trickles back in and I always tell people, you know, keep an eye on it, but it does kind of ruin the whole, it ruins the fun. I mean, I miss the days when it wasn't online at all. Like you couldn't see the preview. Yeah. So you didn't know what was in it until you got to the store, unless you got a catalog. And even that was just like hit the highlights. And that was so much more fun and exciting to me. And they had like the mesh curtains up around the anniversary sale areas. Oh, that was (laughs) always fun. Okay. So I don't know. I haven't even looked yet that, which is crazy, which is, I I guess I've just been, yeah, I've been busy the last couple of weeks, just haven't paid attention. But I always love the end sale because it's sort of the first look at fall trends and our fall trend episode will be coming out about a month after this episode airs. What are you seeing? What was like, Ooh, everyone's going to be wearing that this fall. Well, I think we're definitely, I'm seeing a lot of tailoring. So, you know, the long trousers, a lot Mm -hmm. of trousers, a lot of workwear, a lot of blazers. There were lots of that. Definitely a good variety of jeans. I feel like the denim is pretty good. Although I had, I've had some people say that the rises are super high, which I didn't really notice. I, I usually pay close attention to those things, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really notice it being bad, but I think part of it is I can wear a super high rise because I have a very high waist, but I have a long torso at the same time, which okay. sounds like it wouldn't make sense because you, you're the body type expert. So you can tell me if this, if this is actually a thing, but I have a very high waist, but then my legs actually start kind of low on my body. So there's a lot of space between my waist and my, you know, that crotch area, which is the another word I hate: word influencer and crotch. I hate those crotch. two words. <laughs> I do hate that word. So I can get away with a higher rise because it, you know, I've got space there. So I didn't really. Plus, I was just trying things on standing up, yeah. and I think when you really notice the high rise being a problem is when you try to sit, and then all of a sudden you get all this extra fabric down there. Yes, yes, or you're it's cutting off your breathing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. So I'm probably getting in the weeds here on that. But um, it was just something I kind of noticed from my comments. People were like, I just can't deal with all these super high rises. And I didn't really notice that they were, and they were talking about like 12 and 13 inches. The girls were making the comments. Yeah. That's really interesting. We keep hearing that low rise is coming back. So it's interesting to hear that there's a lot of, but you know what? I always say whatever you want, it's out there, right? That's what I say too. And the ones I bought because it made me think about what, what I actually purchased as, a, as opposed to some of the things I tried on that they might've seen in my try-on haul. And the ones I bought are, are styles that are already familiar to me, um, you know, that I have favorites and they just are different washes of things that I already own. And those were more mid, like mid to like the lower high rise, you know, like 10 and a half, 11. Got it. So totally off topic, not really, but 
off the line of questioning, what's your go-to jean style? I love a boot cut. I mean, if I, if there's, if, if the tr- if trends are not an issue, <laughs> if we're just talking about what I just like, even during the skinny jean era when I, and I embraced skinny jeans with every fiber of my being, but I still, still would look back at pictures of the boot cut era <laughs> to, uh, to coin a term. Like longingly, oh, I want my boot yes. cuts back. <laughs> yes. I mean, I loved the boot cut era. So anyhow, I'm so glad they're back now. Um, and I feel like they, they're back in a way that looks a little fresh. Um, yeah. Doesn't look the same, you know, low slung styles we were wearing back in the nineties. And thank goodness, because now I'm 51 and I can't do low slung styles anymore. So I, I like the higher, you know, I like a good mid to high rise. Oh, me too, um, for sure. Cut the low rise style was really, really popular right after I had my first baby. And there is nothing like a little extra fluff and a C-section belly and a low-rise jean to really make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> that I was know. a dark I, time amazing. for me. A really dark time. A really dark time. <laughs> Did you notice any color trends? Lots and lots of burgundy. Okay. Um, I noticed a lot of bold, like in the, especially in the coat section, they had a lot of like really bold, bright coats. And they were in the catalog too. They were kind of featured in that. There was a page of that, that those in the catalog. I don't feel drawn to that kind of stuff at all. I love a good neutral. Uh, and there were some, there's some really pretty neutrals, pretty camels. And I don't want to use the word blush because they weren't blush pink, but just like a pink undertone to some of the, mm. the beige um, colors that were kind of pretty. Cause I like, I have cool coloring. So I like anything with, you know, kind of that cooler yeah. um, undertone. And I don't know. I mean, I really feel like in a way it was kind of a mishmash of styles. It didn't all go together really well. And I'm not drawn to the tailored pants and blouses and blazers because I don't need workwear and I don't really like that look for me anyway. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I struggled to come up with a cohesive look, even though I found some pieces that I really love. I think that's been one of my challenges with the anniversary sale for the last few years is that it has been like, oh, there's this one thing, this one thing, but it hasn't felt very, very cohesive. And it, I don't know, they were just kind of just one-offs, almost mm-hmm. like, it was almost like a clearance section, right? Where everything was just kind of randomly put together, but it was all on sale. But we will move on from the end sale because by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But <laughs> let's talk about the whole workwear trend. This is one that I struggle with. as much. I think it's beautiful. Like mm-hmm. I have wanted to go get a job, a real job, where I work for somebody <laughs> else in an office so that I can have a place to wear these things because I frankly just don't. I could go my whole life without tailored pants. <laughs> yep. What would you say your style is? I love denim. So, and if I don't have de- if I don't have jeans on, I probably have a denim jacket on. <laughs> so, I love denim. And I I like I like a slightly like edgy vibe, but not, it can't be too much. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely like a suburban housewife over here. So, um, but I, I definitely am drawn to things a little more urban, chic, minimalistic styling, that type of thing. And who would you say the majority of your followers are? Are they women of a certain age, a certain style? Like who, who are your people? Definitely the over 45 crowd, I would say. Um, and I'm 51. I have lots of readers in my you know, age group with kids in college, but I also have a lot of ladies that are older because there just aren't very many of us doing what I do mm-hmm. at, you know, at over 50. There are some, they're definitely a lot more now than there were when I leaned into fashion five, six years ago, I think is when I really like um, niche down into that. Cause I used to do a whole lifestyle. I had a lot of different um, verticals. I had, I did food and decor and travel. Well, and I'm hoping to do more of that now that we're traveling again. And that wasn't a thing for a couple of years, was it? Right. Exactly. So with women, so let's just call it kind of over the 40, over 40 crowd. How are they responding to some of these newer trends? One thing that I've noticed, and when we came out of the pandemic, all the styles were different. So I think people sort of got hit with a one-two punch, right? Like all of a sudden you're getting dressed again, but all the things we've been wearing are no longer a thing. Like skinnies weren't a thing anymore. You know, all of the, 
lots of high necks, lots of shoulders, lots of like heavy, heavy, heavy 90s influence. And I think it threw a lot of my people for a big loop. It threw me for a loop because I at first was not really into the newer trends. How have your readers and how have you sort of responded and adapted to the major shifts in styles and trends over the last couple of years? It's definitely a struggle for a lot of my readers. I kind of laugh because people get so hung up on their skinny jeans. And I remember when people swore they would never wear skinny oh, jeans and they had I no idea. Never how to style wear them. those. Yes. Yes. Right. And now all they talk about is how easy they were. Right. Yes. Every shoe worked with skinny jeans. And I think that's one of the reasons they lasted as long as they did because, mm-hmm. oh, they're a little long, roll them up or scrunch them. Or, I mean, now we are back to that thing. Like you have to have that pair of jeans hem to heels and hem for flats. Like it's, it's more difficult, but yeah, I remember I won't wear skinnies never, ever, ever. And now you can't pry them off of some women's yeah. legs. They just, you know, it's what we know. It's what yeah. we know. I mean, yeah, I do agree. You didn't have to have different lengths for your different shoes, but I feel like the boot cut is almost easier because people are like, well, what do you do with boots? And I'm like, they're called boot cut jeans because they go over the top of the boot. Like, I know I sound like <laughs> such a, a snot, but I'm kind of, it just kind of cracks me up. It's in the name. I remember, I love boot cut. So I think because I like it so much, I was kind of excited to rediscover it, you know, in, in a more updated way. No, I, I totally agree with you. That reminds me when bootcut first kind of became the thing, I guess we were all wearing straight legs. I don't even remember what was before bootcut. I think it was just straight, but straight. Boot, and I was dating this guy and I was explaining the new pair of jeans I got. And this guy owned land with animals and, and, you know, like ranchy kind of stuff. And I'm like, so it's like bootcut and, and it kind of comes out. He's like, I understand what bootcut is. <laughs> like, that's what we <laughs> That's what we've been wearing. (laughs) And I thought I was so revolutionary. I will say though, the shoes for winter for me have been so much harder with boot cut. So much harder. Like it's nice to wear, it's nice to wear socks again and not have freezing ankles. I'm really loving that whole situation. But it's just been skinnies in a terribly snowy, slushy, salty place were so much easier where you could just pull the whole boot over it. Now I've got like Hems Dragon and what do you wear under it? I just, and to me, it looks really like Uggs in a boot cut look really frumpy to me. I can't, I'll do it. I'll do it, everybody. I will. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't love the look quite as much that I, it's taken a little bit of time. Yeah. I like, well, first of all, you live, you have real winter. Yes. I, I do. don't. So that helps, I think. But also I like that, the, I like that ankle length the kick crops, the boot flares, because uh, then you can still wear wintry boots and they don't, your know, jeans aren't dragging in the slush. The answer to everything. Yes. The answer to everything. Yeah. And like, I got the really low Uggs and with like an ankle length jean, they look really, really cute with that. So, you know, we're adapting, but real winter and pants is just always, it's always challenging. Always, always. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. We really, I just don't really have that here. I mean, it, I mean, if it really snows, I guess I would just scrunch up my straight leg jeans on top of my Sorrells, you know, and go outside. But we just, I mean, I got like the, one of my favorite in-sale purchases this year was these Paul Green boots and they're like a lug sole, but they're not like the chunky, super, you know, clunky lug soles that we've been seeing the last few years. They're more of a refined look about them. And I was already thinking like, these are going to be perfect when it snows because they've got good traction. They are weatherproof. They're sturdy enough to, you know, offset that wider leg with jeans, but you know, they're still gonna be practical when it's cold. So like, I think that kind of, that's where I, that's how I do it when I need to wear winter boots. But, you know, I realize that's not like the kind of boot you wear when you have a foot of snow. It's the kind of boot you wear when you have two inches of slush. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, we just have slush and snow for like five months straight. And it really, I mean, it really changes what you wear. It really does. I don't wear nice shoes really for like five months because where am I going? I'm going to Target. I'm taking my kids places. It's not like I'm going to the office and changing. No, I have to wear something that I'm going to wear all day. But I embraced sneaker boots last year and that was life-changing for me. And now I have a ridiculous collection. Yeah. Yeah, Ridiculous Mm -hmm. collection of those and coats. I love the look of outerwear, but when I lived in DC, I just didn't have a coat for like 20 years. Like, why would I? It wasn't cold. <laughs> now, yeah. so many coats. So, so, so many coats. 
let's talk about your your people and your your blog and and your look and your vibe a little bit more. Where do you see women of a certain age and that of a certain age in this conversation is over 40? What are some of the challenges you see them having with style? And what are some of the mistakes they make? Hmm. I don't know. I, I think that it's just a lot of women, they're kind, of, they're kind of coming out of an era, like their kids are finally out of the house. They have a little extra income. They want to shop. They want to feel put together. I mean, the biggest, I guess the, the, the biggest challenge is they feel frumpy and they want to know, how do I look in style without looking like I'm trying to wear my daughter's clothes, you know, kind of thing. So it's, I think, finding that middle ground. And I will say, I think there's a big difference between 40 and 50. And I'm noticing this because I, as I've said, just turned 51. <laughs> and it's not like I think, oh, now I'm 50. Now I have to dress differently. It's not that at all. I'm kind of the opposite. You know, I don't want to, you know, start shopping in a different store now just because I turned 50. But I definitely feel this just, you know, at a gut level, like I just... I want things to look a little more elevated, a little more, you know, sophisticated. Not, I don't want to say mature because I feel like that, you know, has some like negative connotation. You know, I want to look modern and current, but, you know, things that I used to, like I used to love a good pair of ripped jeans, for example, you know, and I don't have anything against ripped jeans. And I think there are some women in their 60s who wear it and it suits their style and they look really cool. But I've started thinking, I'm kind of done with that, you know, <laughs> I'm ready to move on to something a little, you know, just a little sleeker and cleaner. It's hard to explain, but there's definitely a mind shift that happens when you're, you know, dressing. And then my body's just changing. You know, my, my weight has not, you know, may have, may have put on five pounds in the last couple of years, but nothing significant, but just the distribution is so different and nothing, you know, things that I used to feel good in, you know, even the rises, like now, you know, I loved low rise 10 years ago and now I'm like, Heck no, give me the high rise, you know, <laughs> hold it all in. Yeah. You know, even undergarments, you know, I'm like, give me the granny panties. Cause at least they give you a little bit of the smooth, you know, smoothie out a little bit <laughs> in the middle, you know, under your clothes. You know, it's just funny. It's just subtle changes that I, I'm realizing. And I think that's hard. Like I do this for a job. So I'm thinking about this stuff all the time, but the average woman isn't. And so that's what she's looking to me for is to, you know, kind of help her out. I think that's such a good point. And every time I have a struggle, I think about that and I go, okay, you're struggling. And, and I have 20 some years experience of dressing people. Like this is what I do for a living and I'm struggling. So what would it feel like to have no idea what you're doing? Like that would feel almost insurmountable to me, I think. And I think that I think women feel like they're the only one having that struggle, right? Because they just don't realize how common it is or how how widespread it is or that there are natural fluctuations um, in your style. I think it's really interesting that you point point out that turning 50 was kind of a, a, a departure for you, like where you felt the need to dress a little bit differently. And I just, I think that women who aren't in it all the time don't know that that's natural and don't know how to fix it, right? Because you at least know, okay, I'm not, I'm not responding to ripped jeans anymore. I know what the problem is. I know how to fix it. Yeah. Even in the sale, like this year, the Nordstrom sale, I keep talking about it, but that's my life this week. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's perfectly um, But good. I found a couple of blouses. I'm, I'm not a blouse girl. I love a sweater. I love a t-shirt. And blouses have always kind of felt uncomfortable. I have a few like like shells, I call it, you know, like, like loft always had those, you know, in the summertime, they always had yep. those easy shells that, you know, with some florals and prints and I would wear those. But in this anniversary sale, Vince has a couple of blouses. One is like a long sleeve um, button down blouse and it's a shorter length, which is awesome for all the high rise jeans. And then a couple of like cow neck. And I'm noticing this in other stores as well, like the cow neck tanks or the cow neck tops with the, you know, short sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they're silk. I think they're like a silk rayon blend, I noticed. So they're not 100% silk, which is probably how they're keeping the price accessible. Yeah. But I just, I love them. And I'm think I'm already thinking, I'm just going to go back and, and I try never to buy multiples in the same color. But that one cow neck top, I'm like, I might be able to use a black and a burgundy. <laughs> it's just so classy and simple and elegant. And I don't think I would have felt that excited about that five or 10 years ago, you know, but I feel like now it's sort of like where I want to go you know, and pair that with jeans and, you know, and boots. And I, I love that idea. 
That's really interesting to me because I always wonder, will there come a day where I want to dress like a grown-up? And I think like blouses, knits, that kind of thing, that is very grown-up to me. And I don't. I wear t-shirts. I wear, I love sweatshirts. I love, I love a cute, refined, put-together sweatshirt. That's my favorite thing in the whole world. I love, but I'm a knits girl, not really a wovens girl. I don't love the whole I typically am too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language. I am too. And I, and I love that the I, I always call them like elevated sweatshirts. I think you yep. call them beyond basic or, yep. and I know I do too. And the winter, and I wear that a lot, um, that type of thing a lot. I mean, where am I going to wear a silk blouse? I mean, honestly, it's not like I'm going to be wearing that any day that I'm, I'm not going to give up and wear that to work from home. So it would definitely be, you know, date night church, you know, I'll find some reasons to, to wear them, but you know, I still, at the end of the day, I dress very casually because that just suits my lifestyle. But I, I really want to gather, you know, start to accumulate some of those type of pieces that I really, I keep in my closet, you know, for several years. It used to be with, with what I do with fashion blogging, I just would buy the cheaper stuff because I would know I was going to probably get rid of it next season because I couldn't link it. And I'm at the point now I'm like, you know, women, they don't want that. They want like realistic, like what do you buy that you're going to keep in your closet and really build, you know, a cohesive wardrobe, not just the fast fashion and that changes every season. So I'm trying to lean into that and, you know, kind of model that for my readers and help guide them if that's what they're looking to accomplish as well. I think that's a great approach, though. I mean, there does come a time where you can't have a disposable wardrobe. And really for anyone, that that adds up cost-wise. And if you're not somebody who is making a living off of off of your wardrobe, that really is not a smart financial plan. But also, mm-hmm. it just shows in the quality, too. You know, if everything is just here today, gone tomorrow... It, it looks like it. You know, I always say it's like if all you eat is McDonald's, if that's your entire diet, <laughs> it, it shows, but there's nothing wrong with a little McDonald's now and then, right? So I think it's kind of the same thing. That brought up a thought for me though. How often do you clean out your closet? How often do you purge and what do you do with it? Well, I love, I love purging. <laughs> I don't know I what do it is. Too. And I've always been this way. Yeah. It's like the best feeling in the world. So, I mean, I do literally, I go through my closet. First of all, I do, I keep my, I have a walk-in closet in my bedroom. Um, it's very nice. I, I share it almost every season, I guess I share pictures because I'm always getting asked about that. And for me, that is my personal wardrobe. I have rolling racks in my bedroom that where I keep clothes for blogging, for campaigns, for try-on hauls, things that I don't expect to keep. Um, so I do keep those separate and that's been a way I like, just been able to maintain my sanity with as much shopping as I do. Cause I don't, I really am more minimalistic by nature. I like having space to breathe for my eyes to breathe, you know, space between my hangers. I love, are, you describe the, what do you say when you, your closet should be the boutique you want to shop out mm-hmm. of every day. I yep. love that. So that's what I try to achieve. Um, and so I do go through and I wouldn't call it purge, but just, you know, pull out the things that I'm no longer wearing, or I just don't feel like they're serving me. Um, I don't know. I mean, every few weeks, I mean, I don't know, almost constantly. If there's, if I see something and I just look at it and I think I'm I'm over it, I'll just take it out right, right then and just put it in my discard pile. And sometimes I save things like that I think I might want again, but they're just bugging me because I'm not wearing them right now. And I I don't want to get rid of them. And I put those in a separate um, spot where I can grab them if I miss them. And if I don't miss them in a few weeks, then they can, you know, then they can go. Well, that's a lot of what I, I have a little clothes basket in my closet. And, you know, every day when I'm flipping through and I'm picking out my outfit, I feel like, I don't like this anymore. I just throw it in the clothes basket. When the basket's full or at the end of the season, I'll donate it. And if I want to go back into it for anything, I can pull it out. So I don't feel like, I'm so afraid to get rid of this thing. I'm there's like a little fail safe for me, but I do like to pull out things all the time that I'm just not responding to anymore. And chances are I never go back into the basket and and pull them out. So what we see on your blog and on Instagram, is that you showing clothes just to show clothes? Or is that like, here's what I wore to this thing? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it like real life clothing or is it more of an editorial thing? It's both. So I do, um, I do what I wore lately. I call it what I wore lately. That was another big blog carnival back in the day. <laughs> um, it was another blogger. She hosted what I wore Wednesday and it was on Wednesdays, but it was really what she had worn all week. And she would just take pictures in the mirror usually. And, and she invited other people to link up and it was her, she was a stay at home mom, homeschooling mom. 
And it was her way of holding herself accountable to getting dressed every day. That was, you know, kind of her mantra. And I joined in with that. That's sort of how I got started sharing my everyday outfits. So she's she no longer has that blog. She's on Instagram. It's um, Lindsay Cheney for anybody following along. Um, but that kind of inspired my what I wore lately. So I continued doing that um, after I stopped participating in the carnivals and things like that. And so I share that on my blog usually every other week. And that is like legitimately every day when I get dressed before I leave my bedroom, I take a picture. It's such a habit. Now I, ho- I almost never forget. Um, and sometimes I even take a picture of my workout wear because again, like that's relevant too. You know, you don't yeah. want to feel like a slump going to the gym either. And sometimes I end up wearing those running errands. So I compile all that in a post and I have a category in my blog that people can find it. But then a lot of times, you know, when I do the photo shoots with my photographer, those tend to be more like suggestions and ideas and um, sponsored collaborations with brands. Um, Sometimes I just shoot a bunch of things that I just like or that are cute, or they might go along with a theme, like a trend that I want to try or something like that. So those are not necessarily things that I keep. And, and my readers, like my regular readers, um, you know, they know that I'm very upfront, although I have to, you know, be somewhat, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, oh, here's a cute outfit, but I'm going to get rid of it because, you know, <laughs> but I mean, they know that generally it's not all things I'm planning to keep. I think that's important for women to know, right? Because I look at your blog and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so dressed up every day and she always looks fantastic every day and I have no life to go anywhere exciting. So, but just knowing that, okay, but that's not your regular Thursday outfit, right? Like there is just something sort of editorial and inspirational and influencery about it, which I think is, I think that's important for people to know and realize that everyone we see on Instagram isn't, this is, I woke up like this, like, no, you didn't stop it. No, you didn't. Yeah. And those, you know, the, what I wear lately, like I take pictures of the days that I don't wear makeup or that I'm just in workout clothes and or the day that, you know, I'll say, I picked this up off my closet floor and wore it again. So if I could, you know, same outfit on two days in a row, like I'll take a picture both days, you know, it just, and I, I put that all out there because you know, it is real life. And I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, over here, you know, living this like <laughs> spectacular life. I mean, this is just real life with kids and doctor's appointments and making dinner. And, yeah. but I do think also I do, there are days I get dressed and put myself together and put on jewelry when I'm really not going anywhere because it's, you know, it's time to shower and <laughs> I might as well do the whole thing. Like once I shower and wash my hair and dry it, I never let my hair air dry. It just doesn't, it's just a habit. You know, I, but I, I will, put on clothes that I really like and feel good in. And I might be wearing it, a cashmere sweater and designer jeans and, you know, designer sneakers and, you know, they're nice and they're new and they're stylish. And I'm probably only going to see the mailman, <laughs> but I think it's important because that makes me feel happy and yep. makes me feel good about myself. And so, and sometimes women will say that, you know, like I should just, you know, should just do that sometimes. And I think people tend to just think why bother? Cause nobody's going to see me, but I, you know, so there's a balance, you know, I want to be real life, but I also want to encourage people, you know, wear the nice stuff, you know, wear your pretty jewelry or what, you know, your fun sneakers, if they make you happy, you know, it doesn't matter if your husband and the dog are the only people that see you. <laughs> I really think that style has to be for yourself because if it's for other people, if you're only getting dressed because you're going to see other people, if, you know, because you're going somewhere, that is the kind of style that women don't keep up with, right? Like if your natural state is, I walk around in athleisure wear, I never do my hair, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're getting dressed up just for other people, it's unsustainable. You know, you'll find yourself back in your athleisure and no makeup, hair not done real quick. When you're doing it for yourself, though, that's something that you can lean into and build. And, you know, I think you probably can experience the same thing. Those days that you do take a shower and wash your hair and do your makeup and put on jewelry, even when it's just you and your husband, the dog and the mailman, you're probably like, Oh, I feel good today. Oh, I sh-. And I'm always like, I should do this more often. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have all these clothes. Why don't I wear them? But you know, in a super casual life, it just doesn't always, it doesn't occur to us all the time. I think it's just not our first go-to. Yeah. There's definitely a balance. I mean, so if I spend too many days, feeling slumpy, then I just, it really gets me down and I start to just feel it affect my mood. But every once in a while, it's so freeing to have that one day where you just don't put makeup on and, you know, keep your workout clothes on all day and, you know, and it's fine. But, um, 
yeah, I definitely have to like watch it. If I do that too often, I'll I'll get in a funk. It's the balance again. I used to have no makeup Mondays because I just didn't feel like I... I love Mondays. I love just getting in and getting to work on Mondays. And it was like, I'm not even going to take the time. But then somehow my schedule started being that I had a ton of meetings on Mondays. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Now it's makeup Mondays. <laughs> That's what we do now. <laughs> we put makeup on on Mondays. And now it's kind of every other day. But uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is where do you find inspiration? Where do you find style inspiration? I have some influencers <laughs> that I like to follow. Um, honestly, I think I would say I get most of my inspiration from Instagram um, at this point. And I kind of, and then I'll, if they are active and I like their Instagram style, I'll usually will look up their blogs because I still, as much as I like blogging, I still like reading blogs too. So uh, I'll subscribe to their emails and, you know, kind of keep up with what they're wearing and what they're doing. And I like to follow women that are a little ahead of where, I mean, I live in a very suburban area. It's almost borders on rural. So I like to be a little ahead of that, but not like, you know, I'm never going to be like the girl that lives in New York city and, you know, Mm -hmm. has a job in marketing. So (laughs) I like to kind of watch them to see where it's going and then play around with it when I feel like the current suburban trends are getting a little tired and I'm getting bored with them. So I always like to just kind of stay a little bit ahead, but, um, so I, I like to see what, what other people are doing. Who are two or three that you're following right now that, that you think are women? Because we kind of share the same audience. Who do you think women should go check out and follow? A lot of the ones I follow are younger. So sometimes when I share them, people are like, oh, that's not really my style at all. But again, I think that's kind of a, a good way to just kind of see what's coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Fashion Jackson. Uh, her, her name's Amy Jackson, but her blog is Fashion Jackson. I like to watch her. I just recently started, I'm going to pull up her name, Stacy Glinner. I just found her. She's in New England. And she actually has, I think my ladies might enjoy her because she's younger. She's in her 30s and has no kids. But she has a very preppy New England style. And definitely, you know, quality over quantity type of looks. Oh, I also, um, one our age that a lot of my, my ladies probably already follow is um, So Susie. She's out in Seattle. She is in her, I'm sure I would say low, young 50s, um, mid 50s, maybe. Uh, Susie Wright. Um, she does a really nice job. I, I'll go to her blog sometimes and just check out the new thing she's wearing. She definitely is more the kind of styles that I like, but not quite as, you know, aspirational, a little more you know, relatable. I could actually wear that kind of outfits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) There are so many I follow that I I love, but I'm like, where would I wear that? Where would I wear that? And I love, I love sometimes being like, okay, I could actually, that I could wear that, that fits my life. That's fun to see too. That's fun to see as well. So one thing I wanted to ask you is what are your wardrobe must-haves? We talked a little bit about denim, bootcut denim, but what are some other pieces in your closet, either for summer or for just any season that you could not live without? Yeah, definitely denim. Sweaters. I love a cashmere sweater in the in the fall and winter. And even short sleeve sweaters. Like that was another thing. Um, I feel like there's a couple of good ones in the in the Norton sale that are really nice for transition season. Good quality t-shirts. I love a good quality white tee. Where do you get a good quality white tee? Do you have any brands that you're loving? That's one of the biggest questions I get. And I'm like, look, white t-shirts to me are just disposable because you can stain an <laughs> you can stain a good white t-shirt as easily as you can stain an old navy one. But what's your favorite white t-shirt brand? Right now, my favorite one is Frame. It's got the narrow V-neck and that's a really pretty like sleeve on it. Um, I wear that a lot. And before that, I mean, not really before that, I still have. Um, but before I discovered that one, I wore the ATM collection has a slub knit V-neck tee that I love. I've worn it for several years and I have replaced it because I eventually did get like a little stain on the shoulder. Plus I had breast reduction surgery last spring, I guess. So like I was already thinking, I'm going to want to replace this (laughs) t-shirt, you know, and have one that fits my new my new body. So I kind of, I think they went on sale and I bought it even before my surgery and just saved it. Cause I'm like, I want to make sure I have this t-shirt. So that's like one of my favorites. I wear it under all my jackets. I wear it plain, you know, with shorts or jeans um, and, you know, just dressed up with a belt and jewelry. And then I think all saints, they do 
I've got a one from All Saints that's nice. It's not quite as expensive, but I do. I love t-shirts and jeans and sweaters. I used to love a moto jacket. I feel like they're kind of been there, done that at this point. I don't know that it'll ever go out of style, but I'm kind of over those. Sort of was leaning into the bomber jacket last year. I got a really nice leather bomber jacket, but then I don't see a lot of those around. So I don't know if if it didn't take hold. I'm not a blazer girl. So that is definitely going to be a struggle this fall. I feel like, you know, I'm tired of utility jackets and moto jackets, but I'm not into blazers. So I'm going to have to like work on finding that like, third piece. Do you think the shacket will continue or are we done with shackets? I think we're done with shackets. They don't look good with the wider leg jeans. It's too much volume. That's a tough look for a lot of people, a lot of people to wear. Yeah. I never really embraced it. I tried. It's a little too lumberjack for me. Even if you have a solid, you know, they had some that were a little more elevated looking and I just, it just never felt authentic to me. So I never really wore them. I, I would, I styled a few and took pictures for the blog <laughs> and then I ended up giving them all away. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? And sometimes trends just don't, just don't work for you. And I think that's a, an important thing to keep in mind is like, you know what, even if everybody is wearing it and they're at every store, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I think that's huge. And again, that kind of goes back to your question about what my women are struggling with. I feel like really like learning to, you know, to label your personal style. And I love your, um, you know, having the three words. I think that's so important. And it really helps you siphon through all these trends that are coming at us in all different directions. And every year, it seems like they're new and different and, you know, changing. And I feel like if you like, I'm, I'm getting better about that. And it makes me feel so much more confident in my outfits and my shopping habits. And I don't, you know, waste as much. I think when you know what you really like to wear, you give yourself permission to buy better things Mm, because now I can look at something. Oh, that sweatshirt is $200. Yeah, no problem. I will buy that because I know I will wear it. That blouse is $20. Probably not a great investment because where am I going to wear that blouse? Right? So I think when you, when you hone in on your personal style and just embrace it without feeling like you should be somebody different, you can start to build a little bit more lasting wardrobe rather than just hoping you're going to wear things. Definitely. I, that I think is what I would say I've seen the biggest shift over the years I've been doing the fashion on the blog is I used to just try so many things and I'd keep them because I kind of liked them and they could sort of work. And then I couldn't figure out really why I didn't reach for them or why they didn't work out. And now I kind of know, like even yesterday shopping the sale at Nordstrom, I just, I remember walking through it and so many of the racks, I'm like, I just know that's not me. And I was able to bypass so many racks. I mean, there have been years I've gone in there and I've probably tried on 50 items. (laughs) And yesterday, I think maybe I tried on 20, you know, because I just, I could already eliminate so many and it, it's just, it makes it, it makes it shopping less stressful, less exhausting and, you know, more successful. That's, that is a very, very good point and actually a great place to leave it. So I'll ask you the question that I ask all of my guests. If our busy women take one thing away from this conversation, what would you like them to walk away with? Well, I think that's kind of, that is you know, the crux of the matter is just really, you know, dress for you and enjoy, you know, invest in items you're going to wear and love and, and then wear them. You know, don't let them sit in your closet waiting for a special occasion. Just enjoy wearing them. And and if you haven't taken time to, you know, really identify your, your personal style and your body type and what looks good and works for you, I think that's well worth the time and effort. Amen, sister. Everyone pay attention to that one because she is right. She's <laughs> right. All right. Where can we find you online? I'm at joelynshane.com. All of my social media handles are joelynshane. So Instagram is joelynshane. I have a Facebook page where I post links to my blog posts and other outfits and things that I find. But I also have a Facebook group, which is a really nice community of women. That's a private group. And I do have a Pinterest account and I do post to it, but nobody ever seems to get to my blog from there anymore. But (laughs) all right. So we will have all the links in our show notes, but go to joelynshane.com and Everywhere she is, you can get from there. So, JoLynn, thank you so much for spending this time with us. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, it was great talking to you, too. I want to thank JoLynn again for spending time with us. I hope our conversation inspires you to up-level your everyday style and to head over to Instagram to find some new style inspiration. 
I'll see you next time. And until then, remember that your everyday matters. So get dressed for it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're loving the Everyday Style School podcast, I'd like to invite you to become a member of the Style Circle. It's our monthly all-access membership that gives you everything we create to make style easy so you can save time and money, have easier mornings, and more confidence all day long. You get our seasonal capsule wardrobe guides, all of the master classes we offer, and our exclusive members-only podcast, the Everyday Style School Extra Credit. Plus, you're invited to the Facebook community where you can get even more style support and inspiration. I would love to get to know you and support your style journey. It's just $19 a month, less than the cost of a clearance shirt you're never going to wear. Come join me and make your everyday style easier.